Hello, 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 everyone. And welcome back. Oh, God damn it. What am I going to get that fixed? <laughs> welcome back to the Miscellaneous Debris Podcast. We're going to start that out just like that. That's right. And thank you for joining, though. Thank you for joining. Much appreciated. Joining this mad little tea party of ours. <sighs> Don't forget to check the social media at RMK Madness on the Twitters, on the Grams. You can check out all my cool stuffs I got going on if you're into fantasy football. I got plenty of that. Articles coming out for the playerprofiler.com. We got the Dynasty Wonderland podcast with me and my boy, the March Heron, Aaron Stewart. So check that out if you're into that sort of thing, of course. But I've also got... Uh, my little series, my mini series, Crazy Shit About Space. That's one, that's one, that's right. Debuted last week. We're going to get another one going. And then, of course, the new one debuting today with this episode. That's right. The Mad Chatters Weekly. What the fuck? That's right. So make sure to check that out. It's finally coming. It's finally coming. I've been talking about it. It's finally here. That's right. And something keeps making noise. These damn chords. I got to just, I was just, I'm a mess today. I'm not going to lie. I've got, I got so much shit going on, but, but nonetheless, regardless, we move along. I hope you've all been well. It's been pretty good here. The Madhouse MK. We had a little snow early in the week, unfortunately. But honestly, not a big shocker. Uh, seemed to get a little snow on the Mother's Day, around the Mother's Day here in Colorado, in the Denver area. But then it got nice out. We got out, did some stuff. We actually uh, drew some lines outside and uh, been running suicides, the wife and I have. And uh, we tried getting the kids to do it. The six-year-old did it. Um, once and he's a didn't seem to be his thing doesn't seem all that interested in but the three-year-old was all about just running his little brains out so hey that's all for gotta gotta find your ways to release that energy the children say because they gotta they gotta deplete it and get tired because otherwise if they just keep running and rolling and keep doing their thing holy shit they'll just steal your fucking energy and then it's all over it's all over. I also, speaking of the fantasy football stuff, I got into a little thing uh, called the Scott Fish Bowl, which is quite an honor, actually. And it's probably doesn't mean a whole lot to anybody who doesn't give a shit about fantasy football. But in fantasy football, this dude does some good work. So bear with me now. He basically runs this big, huge league each year, hundreds of people in it. And the only requirement is there's no buy-in, you know, because in fantasy football, you pay money to get into a league because that's how you pay out winners and stuff. There's a buy-in, you know, and in this league, the Scott Fishbowl League, there's no buy-in. He would just request that you make a payment to charity. Now, it's not mandatory, but... It's it's kind of the rule of thumb with the league. There's no buy-in, so hey, throw some money you normally would have used for a buy-in at a charity. And I really like that. I think we need more stuff like that. And it's very cool to see, and it's become a very big thing. And I've tried to get in it. 
I tried to get in it last year. Didn't get the invite, but this year got the invite. So I'm pretty excited about that. A lot of that is major props to my to my employer at theplayerprofiler.com, the Roto Underworld, the one and only, the Podfather, Matt Kelly. Helped us get along, me and the rest of the writing crew there at Roto Underworld. So good stuff for that. And then, of course, I got the second COVID, COVID, COVID vaccine, COVID vaccine, the COVID shot. Still got that damn arm's a little sore. I got to, got a little bit of a headache. But other than that, I was pretty good. You know, some people get it rough, but I tend, I, I take daily vitamins, including vitamin C, vitamin D, all sorts of stuff. And then I drink a lot of water. And, you know, that was one of the things, drink water, you know. And I drink tons of water. I've I got a fairly decent immune system. So I think between the, the immune system, the vitamins, the water, made it okay. Made it okay through that second shot. Now the CDC say, if you're fully vaccinated, you're probably good to go without masks. In most places. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to do that. Things are enough of a mess around here. I'm going to go ahead and especially with the mutations and variants still, and we don't totally know what's going on with all that shit. So until I know for sure, I'm going to go ahead and hell, I might just roll my mask for fucking ever. For all I know, I do, hey, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy covering up my face a little bit. I don't mind the masks. Gives you a little bit of anonymity. I kind of like that. <laughs> it also makes you feel a little bit like a superhero. But anyway, I don't know. So we're all trying to get vaccinated. Meanwhile, there was a little bit of a crisis with the, you know, colonial pipeline, a gas pipeline. They had to shut the fucker down for five days because it was hacked by a Russian tied hacker group <laughs> called Dark Side. Dark Side. The Dark Side hacker group got into this fucking thing. And so they had to shut it down. So that dark side didn't do any further damage. And this led to, you know, gas shortages, price hikes. And, uh, you know, a lot of uh, smart people filling bags and, and, and totes and all sorts of shit with gasoline to hoard gas. So we started out in the early in the pandemic with people hoarder, hoarding sanitizer and toilet paper and shit. And now these same fucking assholes are hoarding gas, but they're doing it in such a stupid fucking way. They're likely to hurt themselves doing it, which I suppose is in a bad <laughs> mm. But in some good news, NBA, NHL playoffs, they are about here. Talked a little bit about them last week with the new, you know, uh, the new way with the, the playing tournament for the NBA playoffs, the new way they're doing that. The NHL playoffs, they got a little bit different of a setup. Start, it's about to start. I'm ready. Go Nuggets, go Avalanche. And I have a weird thing about my sports teams. And, and it, it's weird because... I'm from here, from Denver. I grew up in Denver, Colorado, Aurora, Colorado, really. And being from Denver, I just like, I got into the Nuggets at an early age, but I can never get into the Broncos. I just can never do it. At that time, I didn't care so much for the bright orange. Nowadays, I love me the bright orange. I love bright orange. 
orange is a great fucking color, but I love orange. And so there you go. But back in the day, not so much. And then my mom running around talking about John Elway's butt. Yeah, it just wasn't fun. So couldn't get on board with the Broncos, but I was a Nuggets fan. And when I lived here, they didn't quite yet. They had they were getting the Rockies just as I moved. And then uh, they didn't have the Avalanche. But then I moved to Iowa. So the Midwest, no pro sports teams to speak of, right? So I'm like, what am I going to do? And I, I did have a period of time where I really kind of got out of sports because I was so involved in music and everything. And I quit playing sports and, and you know, it, it, not so much of a grid is where I look back and I'm like, you know, I, I could have done sports too. And I could watch sports too and all that, but I didn't know a lot of people in the crew I ran in. There are not a lot of sports fans, <clears throat> but I digress. So moved to the Midwest and there are no sports team for Iowa pro sports team. And so most people in that area, when it comes to the pro sports teams, particularly football, you go for like, uh, you know, the NFC North team. So you're going Minnesota, the Minnesota Vikings. You're going the Detroit Lions, Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers. You had some Chiefs fans there. Um, but it's a lot of that Midwest area, you know. And so I kind of latched on because I was a really big Randall Cunningham fan because not being a Broncos fan, I just kind of liked football players, not teams. And Randall Cunningham, well, he's not on the Eagles anymore. He's on the Vikings. And holy shit three deep who what is this randy moss holy shit this is cool so i liked the vikings and then for basketball i kind of always root for the nuggets and always root for the timberwolves but in basketball i was kind of was like rooting more for players like i used to do in football more for players so i was like a sacramento kings fan for a while because of mike biddy and chris weber and then i was i rooted for dallas for a while because i really liked dirk and i wanted to see him win a title and like all these different teams and then I don't know. Eventually, I just settled on all the Minnesota teams. But then all the Minnesota teams started pissing me off <laughs> because it feels like in that area, the owners of those teams are much more happy to just, you know, have solid teams that will make them money, but not go overboard to try and make sure they get championship winning teams. And that's that's kind of aggravating as a fan. So so move out to Colorado and uh, it's been it's been weird being back home, looking at the sports teams, and hey, lo and behold, I've really latched onto the Nuggets and Avalanche. Still can't do the Broncos, at least not yet. <laughs> oh, excuse me, excuse me. That was a bad sneeze. I thought another one was coming. <laughs> I had those fucking season, seasonal allergies. This is the time where they really start to kick my ass, and I will go on just crazy-ass sneezing sprees of like a dozen fucking sneezes in a row. No lie, it's crazy shit makes my brain hurt afterward fuck's sake anyway back back to what we were saying the hell were we saying <laughs> so sports teams yes still can't do the broncos uh kind of want to like them kind of don't <laughs> but but it is what it is i love me the avalanche i love me the nuggets colorado avalanche Denver nuggets love them <laughs> I could root for the Rockies. I just don't really care that much about baseball. I really don't. But I'd be okay rooting for the Rockies. I mean, my two favorite colors are purple and orange. And the Broncos, they got a couple of teams that support them colors. So, I, you know, the, Bron the, the Colorado has the Broncos, orange, Rockies. Yeah, anyway, anyway. But also on TV, 
you know me, I like to talk about TV stuff, uh, particularly this point in time. You're not, I mean, it's getting better, obviously, to go out and do stuff, but for the longest time, you didn't, you know, you're staying home watching TV, and I'm kind of a homebody and a TV watcher anyway, and, and I'm not ashamed of that, but I enjoy it. And they got the secret of Skinwalker Ranch season two that just began, and season one was really good. So is that Skinwalker Ranch? Um, there's an actually there's a doc, a documentary. It was on Netflix, but it's a uh, hunt for the Skinwalker, and it's by Jeremy Corbell, who's done some other good stuff, and he basically talks to all these different people, and and then he's got clips and and photographs and different things um, about people's experiences on Skinwalker Ranch, and it's crazy because. You've had government people there investigating. You've had like actual scientists, like really credible, intelligent people that have been there and seen crazy shit. Like one scientist who says he saw literally a portal hanging in midair and a creature crawling out of it. That's fucking insane, man. It's fucking insane. There's all sorts of stuff that happened there, different stories, different photographic evidence. Um, you know, but there's not a lot of video stuff. And they're like, it always seems to, you know, it's like the phenomenon at Skinwalker Ranch knows and it doesn't want to be recorded. And it's just, it's just insane to think about, you know, and it's it, because this ranch, it's, it's not just paranormal. It's not just UFO. It's all the shit. Multi-dimension, but multi-dimensions uh, it's everything it's a real hot spot for insane shit and this this documentary hunt for the skinwalker does a really good job of kind of getting you familiar with it and understanding some of it and learning about some of it and hearing the stories um but then there's a new guy who bought the ranch because bob bigelow big time name in the ufo community he owned the ranch previously and now a new guy owns it and he allowed uh, basically um, a, a show to be made about their investigation so they have a team of scientists and people that work there and they have credible again credible fucking people working on this and investigating skinwalker ranch and the first season uh, that they did was really fucking good um had some crazy stuff where they were finding like you know, possible structures underground where there are radioactive hotspots. Uh, they actually saw a UFO. Um, just a lot of different crazy stuff happening. And then, of course, we're coming back season two. And they begin by trying to figure out they have this hole in the ground. And it takes forever to fill the water up. But the water drains. It disappears. That was a terrible finger set. Much better. Just like that. Just like that. <laughs> so just really interesting stuff weird stuff going on and they're like well that could this have some connection to the structure that was possibly we might have possibly found under there it's it's really good stuff if you're into that kind of thing and then also been getting into back into world war ii in color rewatching that and it's crazy to look at, you know, I find all this stuff fascinating. I mean, World War I was something that was just crazy. And just the way it all began uh, with, you know, Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> and 
even though that was kind of, you know, I mean, it was what started the war, but it, it, it World War One, but it, it wasn't like that. It, it was on the verge of being started. That was just kind of the push up. If it wouldn't have been that, it would have been something else. So it was coming regardless. But you get into World War Two, and it's it really is crazy how much of the repercussions of World War One kind of led to World War Two. I mean, with the way it, you know the Germans were shunned after World War One and the way they were fined just billions of dollars and you know sunk their country into poverty and all of this and and then they Germany was broken up into different pieces of lands and and countries and you know so of course it's upset it's upsetting for german people and um so then you get into the era of hitler and how he was just able to use propaganda to just manipulate and he used extreme nationalism to, yes we, the German people, are the best. We deserve this. We, we, we deserve our land back. We deserve to, um, you know, grow the German land for the German people to live in. And, and um, it's just insane how it all leads up and how people didn't see it at the beginning, even though there was all right off the bat shitty treatment of Jews. They didn't even see that because they're like, eh, they're viewed as, as the doc puts it, the documentary. Firm but fair is how they're viewed. And they were viewed the first few years. I mean, they did the, Hitler got the autobongo. Like, so it was like he did some good stuff to distract. Meanwhile, he's building up this fucking military might, which he wasn't supposed to. He wasn't supposed to. Because Germany was supposed to be limited in their military. And he brings out this Luftwaffe, this fucking, it, like, it, it just, it's crazy. And not to mention the cowardice of the League of Nations, how, you know, they was put together to kind of stop some of this shit from happening. And they're just kind of letting it go, letting it go, letting it go until it's too late, until it's too fucking late. And then you got Stalin flip flopping, working with Hitler for a while and then working against it. I mean, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. But like Stalin was okay working with Hitler, leaving him alone until he realized that Hitler was going to come try and fuck up Russia. And then the whole Japan situation, like, because Japan, they really started the war, you know? They were the ones that really got the shit going and started invading China and other places. And then they went to the UN and were like, go fuck yourselves. We don't care what you say. <laughs> Manchuria, I think, was where they were at when that happened. And then you, you just go throughout the war and they decide, you know, Pearl Harbor, we're going to take out America's Navy. And there's a couple of times they tried that and they ended up getting fucked for it. I mean, talk about the tragedy of the two bombs dropped. Um it's terrible. The U.S. thought it was the only way they were going to end the war, but the, and the Japanese wouldn't surrender. But it was, I mean, man, that's some shit. You just, oh, that's gross. It's gross. Even 
even given the circumstances, I still find it gross, but is what it is. It's part of history, part of the past. And, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of admire Germany and Japan for countries that, you know, they did have some bad shit going on and some bad leadership. And then they really kind of tarnished their own reputation and then they built it back up. I mean, Japan is a wonderful country and, and, and Germany's just doing fairly well. I mean, these countries have really tried to not only learn from their mistakes, but really try and build up their countries to be much more respectable. And I, I love what, you know, both countries have done really. I mean, Angela Merkel. woman a woman leading germany that's fucking great so it's good to see this shit but it is hard it, i mean it is hard to not think about and and i don't think germans most germans would want you to forget about you know what happened with hitler and the nazis but it's really hard to get over some of when you watch the the history stuff in the world because there's a saying, if you don't know history, you're doomed to repeat or something like that along those lines. And it's true because I mean, there's so many similarities that we've seen, and we'll get to in a little bit, the violence between the Palestinians and the Israelis. This has been going on forever. It's just insanity, doing the same shit over and over, expecting different results. But the similarities and some of the shit that goes on in the world compared to history and one spot where when I'm watching this World War II in color, where I can really see this come to fruition, come to play out, is, is the comparison of Hitler and Trump. It, the similarities are really striking. Now, as I've said before, Trump, nowhere near as intelligent, as charismatic as Hitler was. But he does a lot of the same hand gesture not maybe exactly the same as hitler but i had read once upon a time about how hitler would take these classes and in, in 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 speaking and, and and things like that and how he would use his hands like everything he did every movement it, was, it had an effect he was looking for a desired effect and really that's what he was he was a propagandist because he was a shit soldier, right? And then he ends up, you know, getting enough people behind him for the, the idea of the Nazi party. And really, he just built all of that on propaganda and manipulation and hatred of Jews. Trump's not all that dissimilar. When he was running, it's a lot of propaganda. It's a lot of hating on immigrants, right? Throughout his presidency, <clears throat> showed a lot of traits of white supremacy, you know. Good people on both sides, but Kaepernick should leave the country. Shit like that, you know. Uh, so there's a lot of that rhetoric coming from Trump as well. And then you have the fake news. Fake news was actually what the fucking Hitler, um, well, it started back in World War I and really was used to, uh, it's Lugenpress, 
Lugan Press, which means lying press. And it was started in, it was used, started being used in World War One to basically call uh enemy news fake news. And then Hitler brought it around uh back around in World War II to use it more as a means of uh <clears throat> D what's the word I'm looking for? Taking credit away from news reports that he didn't like, right? And that's what Trump does. Anytime there's it didn't matter if it was true or not, if it was something negative about Trump, he would say fake news. And a lot of times it wasn't fake news. It was real shit. Like very similar to Hitler, right? And then the extreme nationalism, because that's that's what was part of Hitler's thing was hey. Germans are great. We deserve more land. The Jews are fucking up the country. They screwed us with their restrictions and all of that. Like, it's a lot of propaganda added in with that extreme nationalism that basically, you know, got these German people to buy it. And then you look at Hitler's whole rise to power. Again, he was a shit soldier. He wasn't really a politician. He was literally a propagandist. And that's kind of what Trump would. Trump's a businessman and a failed, fraudulent, shitty businessman at that. And yet, he works his way into presidency by propaganda and manipulation. And we mustn't forget, mm, mustn't forget that before Hitler even rise to power, he had started the Nazi party long before World War II. And then he was part of an attempted coup and he was arrested, went to prison for treason, for high treason. In prison is when he wrote his shitty little memoir, Mein Kampf. And he wrote that. And then when he got out, he tried to put it into, into play. He, he tried to live out what he had planned out in the book. His struggle. Mein Kampf, my struggle. So, he gets out. And when he gets out, that's when the Nazi party starts to become more popular than ever. So just because Trump is out of the White House and it looks like as though there's a chance he's going to get locked up for a while doesn't mean we're entirely rid of this dude or his family. And even if we were, we wouldn't get rid of his supporters and, their, and the ideals that have been laid down now. Because even after all these years, let's face it, they're still fucking Nazis. Still fucking Nazis running around. And uh, that in itself, to me, is insane. But these Trumpers, they, 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 they buy into the propaganda, the followers, they buy into the manip- they, They're gullible, stupid, ignorant. Sorry, but they are. 
your brain has to be kind of warped if you can't see Trump for what he is. Or maybe, or maybe they're not warped for that reason. They're just warped into it, more, morally warped to where even if they know what he's all about and they, they can see it, maybe they don't care because it's someone like them, someone speaking their minds. I mean, it came to light recently that Trump had told the National Guard on the day of the riot, the Capitol riot, to do everything possible to protect his supporters. Which is funny because when Black Lives Matter protests were going on, he brought out the big guns and all this fucking backup and dudes were using fucking tear gas and all sorts of shit, which is banned by the UN for use in... All I can say is, with any luck, hopefully that orange fucking shitbag <laughs> ends up behind bars for a very long time. It's the best hope. And even then, the seeds have kind of been planted, huh? But that's one good thing we can hope for right now is to see that orange turd behind bars. <sighs> back and back, blunt relit, ready to roll for the end of this shit. No, I'm saying, no, I'm saying. So we go, we go on. You know, I had mentioned the Palestinians and the Israelis, you know, violence towards each other. And once again, once again, over the final Ramadan weekend, violence erupted between the groups, between Israel. And Gaza, and okay, I can kind of explain that, um, but it's no good. It's no good. And Ramadan, by the way, is it's observed by Muslims, and it's it's the nine month of of the of the calendar year for them, and it, they they fast and prayer and and all that stuff. So big deal. And over the final weekend of it this year, violence escalated. Worst since 2014, when they last clashed and had a war, which neither side won, which seems to be how this goes. But you gotta, you really should look into this because what's happening is you have these clashes between Israelis, largely Jewish, and, and Palestinians in Gaza. And this shit has been going on forever. The, these two sides have been fighting I, Jesus, for fucking that. And there's a lot of history to it. But basically, Israel became its own state. Palestinians are just trying to do the same. And there's always been a fight because they both consider Jerusalem their capital. And there's just a lot of... And, and with Gaza, 
See, Gaza, it's, it's run by this Palestinian militant group, Hamas. Hamas runs Gaza, but Egypt and Israel control the borders of Gaza so they can kind of control what gets in and out. So, if you know, it, it makes it difficult on Gaza. The Palestinians living there. And so the Palestinians in Gaza, the neighboring uh, city, West Bank, they, they're suffering due to these restrictions. And, the, and, you know, so that's an issue for them. And Israel, of course, is claiming it's just doing what it can to protect itself from Palestinian violence. It's a tricky situ. It's a tricky situation. Yeah, Joe Biden, the president, backing Israel because the United States recognizes their their um, Israel as a state. The president and 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 the and that Jerusalem is their capital, and <clears throat> really, it it's, feels like more suppression, doesn't it? When you look at the history of this and all of it, it kind of seems like the Palestinians just want a place to call their own. But there's so much deep shit there. And both sides have their wrongs. And the biggest one is that they're just going to keep going at each other. And, uh, well, I guess Gaza did ask for a ceasefire recently. And Israel said no. (laughs) It's a ceasefire and you decline. Um, But you got Hamas firing rockets at Israel. Israel doing airstrikes over Gaza. Tons of civilians dying. Meanwhile, in Israel, there's violence all over between the Jewish and the Arab citizens. Because that's what this is all about. And that's more of the insanity to me. More fighting over religion. And I've talked about this a lot, but it is, it's one of the reasons I would love for uh, like an extraterrestrial life form to please come present themselves to us, help us out with this, because I I think that sort of thing would kind of wake a lot of people up. I'd like to think. And I, I just, religion is an issue because too many people take it to the extreme. Way too many. I mean, violence born out of religion. It's, it's just, all of this is more of history repeating itself. Like I was talking about previously with shit in World War II and the, the similarities between Trump and, and fucking Hitler. Like these two groups just continue over the years to fight each other and fight each other with no, no, you know, peace in sight. And it's just more 
more of history repeating itself over and over and over and all this shit we don't fucking learn and it you know what no wonder fucking aliens don't want to come down and talk to us. i talked about this before too we're the fucking black sheep of the goddamn universe because all the other species are looking at us like these fucking idiots mm. oh you're gonna go visit earth you're gonna go visit earth bro okay is uh, i'm just gonna tell you cool fucking place a lot of cool shit to see but bro bro telling you leave the locals alone leave the locals alone those fucking earthlings they're fucking assholes they're moronic assholes you don't even want to deal with them just avoid them try not to let them see you they get all goofy when when they see a ufo and then if, if the government if they're one of their governments finds out they'll try and shoot you fucking down you believe this shit these assholes they're fucking yeah so earth is a cool place to check out just be careful and avoid the locals okay <laughs> Could you imagine that shit? That kind of conversation with aliens? I could. Totally could. <sighs> I know. A bit depressing. But it, 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 to further lighten the mood, as I was trying to do with, you know, my alien conversation. <laughs> um, you know, as much as I care about all of this stuff, I really do. And I, I do get serious and passionate about a lot of it. But it it's also frustrating because you do have to turn to the lightning, the mood. You do have to turn to humor to keep yourself from going fucking crazy, right? Because there's so much shit wrong in the world today. And how much can any of us do individually to fix all of that? Not very much. It takes a collective effort. And that, that's asking a lot for anything in this country. A collective in the United States? No. <laughs> can't do any of that shit anymore maybe that's what we need is aliens invading us and we'll all team up and be buddy buddy again like an independence day <laughs> real life randy quaid will be like uh, you're right this this whole arguing over trump is nonsense <laughs> that guy's such a fuck yeah trumpers are the worst I never used to care. Never used to care. I've talked about it too much. But anyway. So my wife has this friend. And she's starting to grow mushrooms. And I gotta be honest, I'm a little jealous because I've been wanting to try and grow mushrooms. Probably shouldn't talk about that since it's still legal. <laughs> it's okay, I haven't. I'm nervous about it, to be honest. Not so much because it's illegal. <laughs> Maybe I should be. But, you know, it's decriminalized for a lot of shit, for different things. Like, it's not as big a deal to have it anymore. So I feel like I'd be okay growing it. <laughs> but I haven't. <coughs> Excuse me. And one of the reasons is because it, what terrifies me about that is like the sanitation process. Not because I think I'll do a shitty job because I'm afraid I'll obsess over it or that I'll over sanitize. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I just, <sighs> that's just the kind of thing I do. You know, it really fucking. <laughs> oh, fucking around. Sorry. You're hearing a bunch of clicks and blah, blah, blah. I forgot to fix the music, get it ready for when we dip out of here. Trying to do it while I'm talking. Obviously, I'm too high to multitask right now. 
but I'll get back on track. So a little jealous because I would like to grow some mushrooms. I really, really would, but I'm not, but I'm not. Because I don't really know where. It's <laughs> the first part. And secondly, I really am. I'm worried about this sanit sanitization aspect of it. Because I am just the type who overly worry about if it's sanitized enough. So I worry about that. <laughs> but I'm hoping to get my hands on some when they're done growing because I love shumis. I just love those shumis. They're the best. Now, I really enjoy them for microdosing because the benefits to microdosing are great. I found that it really helped I mean, because I'll admit, y'all know, I've talked about it. I'm recovering alcoholic. Um, my wife deals with her fair share of mental stuff in sobriety. I've learned with some mental shoes, like I've had bouts of depression, which I've never considered myself a depressed dude. Even, even at the worst of my drinking, I just was like, it's fucking alcohol. It's like never considered myself depressed, but I can definitely say I've had some bouts of depression and it's, it's not fun. It sucks. And so microdosing really can be beneficial it just, it, 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 and it's much better, I would say, than pain, because that's part of the problem in this country is all the painkillers and prescription medication, and people get addicted. My dad was addicted to prescription medication, and it, and it just, it's bad shit. And if you look into all the ties between government and politicians and, and pharmaceutical companies and the way all this shit works, it's not good. And you look at other countries and how they're doing it, and it's like, fuck. <laughs> but microdosing is very beneficial. But I also like to fucking trip. No lie. Love to fucking trip. And it really, I've only ever done weed and shrooms. I mean, obviously I've drank, but so I was like, nah, if I do something, it'll be from the earth. Because other stuff does come from that. But I was like, nope, just weed and mushrooms for me. But I've stuck to that, really. Acid always kind of terrified me. Um, my uncle had a bad trip and, and had a flashback and ended up committing suicide during that. And so acid always kind of terrified me. But I, I was interested in the idea of tripping. And people always told me, you know, shrooms not quite as intense as acid. I was like, okay. My first time I was with my old guitar player, a couple of his buddies, and my younger brother, who was also our bass player. And uh, we end up going to my buddy's house and we eat some mushrooms. Or no, we went to a cemetery. That's right. A <laughs> we went to a cemetery. And we ate some mushrooms. And then we went to my buddy's buddy's house. And he was sitting there taking prescription medication. Speaking of taking prescription pills, taking some pills, drinking some beers. And then they gave him some mushrooms. 
And I remember we were sitting there rocking out to fucking Godsmack and I started tripping and I was like, whoa, this shit is crazy. Everything just was like enhanced. I don't know how else to put it. (laughs) And then dude starts not feeling good. And I was like, I'm sorry, y'all got to go because I'm not feeling it. Well, I imagine it's the pills and the booze and the mushrooms all together. (laughs) See how smart I didn't do shit. But Casey, guitar player, ex-guitar player, ex-friend, really. Tell you about this dude sometime. (laughs) But I'm not sure what else he had. Maybe he had a couple beers or something, but he said he ate too many. He was going to drop me off and head home and try and pass out. And my brother had left after the cemetery part. He didn't eat very many. Uh, Because I was going to share an eighth with him. But he didn't have that many. I had the rest. So I had a pretty good trip going. And I walk in. And my dad looks at me funny. And I can tell he knows something's up. And I was like, hey, I'm just going to the bathroom quick. And I went to the bathroom. And I peed. And then I looked in the mirror. And I saw in my eyes... You could not see any of the blue in my eyes. My pupils were like, poof. (laughs) Might be an exaggeration, but they they were fucking huge. And so I'm like, I have got to get the fuck out of here. So I leave the bathroom down out the hall, start heading towards the front door. My dad's like, hey, you all right? I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go over a walk. And then I shut the door and left. And I did. I went for a walk. And I walked down to the baseball diamonds. And I went and sat out in center field. That's right. And I noticed that the grass all around me was no longer green. It was red. And I I thought it was amazing. I was mesmerized. And I was rubbing the grass. I was running my hand through it. And I'm like, oh, this red grass. And I noticed it was dark and it's starting to get dark and I decided to get up to go and feel like there's some bats flying in the air. Now, the baseball diamonds were by this wooded area known to have bats, so I can't say if they were real bats or shroomy created bats, (laughs) but there was bats nonetheless. And then there was lots of bats. And so I took the fuck off. (laughs) And I swear one swooped down by my damn head. But I got away from the baseball diamonds and I got back into the neighborhood. And then I just walked around for probably two hours. Walked around the neighborhood. Everything just looked crazy. I explained it. It's like like you're in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, right? Like it's all real shit. But then some stuff... Is like cartoony. <laughs> that's that's how it was my first trip. Another trip I had might have been my second trip. But a buddy and I was after my father passed, and I took over. I took over his uh, his little townhome that he had, and uh, my buddy from high school roomed with me for a little bit. Bought some shrooms one night. Ordered a pizza, put the shroomies on the pizza, ate the pizza. And I remember sitting there for hours, 
staring at the fucking ceiling because it was one of those ceilings that, uh, oh, I have one here now. It's got the white bumps all over it, right? And we were just sitting there finding different animals. And it's not like we were looking at different spots. No, it was like the dots were moving to form animals for us. <laughs> but I did, I did, I did have one not so great trip on the shroomies. And that, that one was really my fault. I didn't eat too many or anything stupid like that. No, mine was more the stupidity of the environment I put myself in after eating said shrooms. And that environment was a fucking heavy metal show. And unfortunately, my dumbass, right as the mushrooms started kicking in, I run out into the Slipknot mosh pit. That's right. And so then I'm in a mosh pit, which wasn't necessarily fun on mushrooms, much more fun when you're drunk. Uh, that's why I haven't done mosh pitting since I've sobered up because... <laughs> I tried a little bit one time and I was like, yep, that shit's just not cool when you're sober. <laughs> so I work my way to the front and now I'm exhausted. I'm sweaty. I'm beat up a little bit getting through the pit to get to the front. The pit behind me is going crazy. So everybody next to me, me and everybody along the, the metal gate, we're just getting crushed into the gate. And then I look up and there's all these fucking crazy creatures. Really, it's just the Slipknot guys wearing their fucking masks, right? But when you're tripping, it was like, I ended up sitting on my ass at the back wall of, of the place, watching the rest of the show from afar uh, after that, because I was just like, hmm. <sighs> what was that? <laughs> it was that yeah but again that was my fault i should not have ate the mushrooms before the slipknot show or at least not got in the pit and all that shit like it was just bad decisions so that was my fault that one was on me <sighs> but it's good times german good times good times you know but I got to say, the first time was probably the best. But it's it's kind of like that when you get into smoking weed. Now, it's different nowadays with it legal and all the crazy different things you can do and you can dab. And, and we were just, my, the wife and I were just talking about that because, I mean, you just look at cones, like the joint cones, the blunt cones. <laughs> and the wife, well, and her framework, it, it's kind of like, it's almost like stoner lazy. But it's also stoner creativity. And I'm like, really, stoners were never about efficiency. But that's like some efficient shit right there. You know, not having to roll your blunt or your joint, but just being able to pack the shit in a cone. It's already ready to go. It's such a brilliant fucking idea. If you can't tell, here at the Madhouse RMK, we likes us, just the Madhouse MK. <laughs> Madhouse MK, we like us. Some cones. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Joint cones, blunt cones. I roll with them zigzag cones for the blunts. My wife likes the king palms, the flavored ones. They got a, a banana, a berry, a watermelon. They got all sorts of shit. 
So it's 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 pretty good smoking nowadays, and I have a good time. But what's about a time? I would have considered my best smoking time, like when I first started, because I remember the very first time I smoked pot was with my buddy. He was a really good buddy of mine. He lived up to cold the sack of from me and we used to like we play basketball all the time he had this huge basement and his his parents were pretty rich he had like a fucking one of those mini pool tables remember the little games where it was like a pool table and a ping pong and uh ice hockey something but he had one of those pinball machine but uh this basement was huge I remember we used to watch American Gladiators, which, by the way, there's supposed to be a 30 for 30, ESPN 30 for 30 coming out about that show. I got to check and see if and when that's out, because if so, we got to talk about it, right? But so we used to watch that, and then we go set up our own American Gladiators, because his parents were tennis players, so we had shit tons of tennis balls down there. So we used to use those all the time. We used to bruise ourselves, throwing that shit at each other. But it was good times. Somewhere along the way, uh, we met up after not seeing each other for a long time, and I had much longer hair. Because at one point in time, I had very long, very long hair. Uh, at one time, I dreaded it. Um, but I had long hair for for many years, I would say. And, uh, yeah, freshman year in high school, I got picked on by the, by the high school football team, and they called me Jesus because <laughs> I had long hair. A little bit of a mustache, and I used to wear sandals. <laughs> I guess you can't blame them. Anyway, <laughs> bitches. Oh, if I could see him now. <laughs> anyway. So this dude, my buddy from the Coles, I've grown up. Um, you know, we, we had some stuff and got like, we liked a lot of similar stuff. And he actually showed me Primus at a very young age. Um, pork soda. My name is Mud. The air is getting slippery. We called it the pirate song, that song. If you ever, Primus, the air is getting slippery. Go check it out. <laughs> um, his parents got divorced. My parents got divorced. And uh, anyway, he had started smoking weed and he wanted me to try and I kind of avoided for a couple of times and eventually I I did peer pressure <laughs> and uh, he used to have this shed in his backyard, put all this sports shit and everything in it. And we sat in there and smoked uh, with a pop can. It was fun. I walked out that, I walked out that shed like, holy shit. <laughs> After that, I was a fan and we used to, man, then the buddies I was, uh, I was friends with, at that time, we used to, oh, there was this nice, huge, like, park by my house. And the huge, like, trail that went all the way, you'd go all the way to King Supers, to Albert's. And we used to go there and fucking steal pogs and shit. <laughs> but they had all these different areas you could chill and, like, all these different wooded areas. But, like, they had little trails through and, like, a couple places were, like, open areas we used to just go get smoked out in the fucking wood. It, we'd get so high. And then we go play on the playground and swing. Like oh, we had a blast. Some of the best times getting high was that early, early times. And one of my best friends, Maya, I call him Maya Wana. Him and I 
got real high one night and my mom was in bed and we were hungry. So we decided to go get some McDonald's. So we go to McDonald's. McDonald's is closed. We're sitting in the drive-thru of a closed McDonald's. Like, where should we go? Should we try? I think Taco Bell's open. All of a sudden, a cop pulls up. Now, the funny thing about this is we take my mom's, we had taken my mom's minivan, uh, but I was 14 at the time, meaning I should not have been out driving. <laughs> oh, I think I was younger than that. Yeah, because that's uh, before I moved to Iowa. I'm pretty sure I was younger than that. Ugh. Out with my mom's van. And somehow, we did not get in trouble by this guy. <laughs> he literally was just like, what are you guys doing? And we were like, we came out to get some food. We didn't realize McDonald's was already closed. <laughs> and he was like, okay, well, just make sure you turn your headlights on. Yes, officer. I surely will, officer. Fuck me. And instead of going home, like I should have done, <laughs> no, we drove our happy asses to Taco Bell and got some tacos. And the next day, my mom said, so how was your Taco Bell last night? and I almost died right then and there. Partly because I was terrified that I had been caught and partly because I was so confounded at how she had figured it out. Well, apparently, I left the receipt in the car, in the minivan. <laughs> so my mother found out, thankfully, wasn't too mad. But uh, yeah, good old weed. Being a teenager, maybe that's what it is, just being a teenager smoking weed. And then, you know, I had a, a little while where I didn't smoke weed, but uh, at some point during sobriety, I thought I'd, you know, give it a go again. And it's helped a lot in a lot of ways. Sleep, man, has it helped my sleep? I don't know. It's done wonders for me. And I know it's helped a lot of other people. So better this than some other shit. The, uh, less. Lesser options, if you know what I mean. So, yeah. Good, good stuff. You kind of miss being young sometimes, huh? Like, I'm good where I'm at. And I feel like I grew up, grew up in a good era and whatnot. Like, I don't think I'd have it any other way. Except maybe the medieval times. Not going to lie. The medieval times might be fun. Just because I could see myself as like a brawn from Game of Thrones type, like a sword, you know. Could see that shit. But it'd be fun. <laughs> Think it'd be interesting. I know. Plagues and all that shit. Would be interesting, though. An interesting life. It'd be different. That or shoot me way into the future, you know. Because I know this fucking universe is a lot more like Star Wars than anybody knows. I said it before. So fast forward me to, <laughs> you know. So that would be my other two options, way in the future. With medieval times, I'd have to say. I don't know, the Wild West would be cool too, man. I think I'd be good with some six, I mean, I hate guns. <laughs> so maybe I wouldn't. 
Anyway, I digress. It's been enough. Let's fucking end this tea party. I can go get some food and some sleep. Let's end it. Let's get the fuck out of here. Shall we? Let's do it. Okay. And uh, hey, hey, before, let me remind you, check that social at RMK Madness. That's right. RMK Madness on the Twitters, on the gram. Watch out for my weekly what the fuck, my crazy shit about space. Oh, 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 yes. And don't forget about cooking with the mad chatter. Ch- cooking with chatter. Chatters, mad cooking, mad cooking with the chatter. Something. I can't even remember what my own shit's called sometimes. <laughs> I'm high and tired and hungry. I blame it on that. I always do. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <sighs> All right. All right, my friends. My friends. Let us bid adieu for now. Yes. Yes. As always, much love to y'all. Don't forget, stay strong. Stay strong. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. Stay mad. Until next time. Bye-bye.